0: 17th, twenty
1: I'm Flicko Dinoffa. I'm Patrick Methlin.
2: I'm Brandon Perkins.
0: And I'm Chris Elogi.
1: And as you might have guessed, uh, last week we didn't have a show. Um, slow news week and I had uh, family obligations to take yep. care of, so yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, but we're back and we're going to catch up on uh, the stuff that happened last week, as well as quite a bit of substantial news that happened this week, so... Yeah, stay tuned for that, because uh, it's going to be some very interesting topics, uh, to say the least. Uh, but before we get to that, as okay. usual, we always have our, well, what we've been playing of the week. As for me, well, nothing too drastically different. Um, PC Building Simulator, I'm still playing that. Uh, that's kind of graduated to my uh, before bed kind of game, because uh, it's kind of it makes chilling, sense. relaxing, so you know, I'll do like two or three days of... Uh, uh, you know, of the career mode, even though I'm like at level thirty and I can't really go any farther. Uh I can still make money and just have just weird random jobs, so I do that and it gets me about ready for bed. So doing that and uh Streets of Rage four, which I'm still thoroughly enjoying. Um Yeah, what's to say about that game other than it's amazing and the more time you put into it, the more you appreciate just what this team did. Yeah. Uh Because, yeah, once you start, like, integrating in the charge attacks into your game, things change Uh very drastically. Um, Because that attack has the property of, like, extreme knockback. Uh, So, yeah, you can do some... extend your combos pretty uh, dramatically by doing that. Uh, Because you can knock one enemy, like, all the way across the screen and hit another pack, which will keep your hits going and... Yeah, it's it's good stuff. Uh, so yeah, I can't wait till uh, you know I keep playing and getting all the other unlocks. And, um, makes me wonder, like, if they're gonna be doing some DLC or something for this game at some point Cause, it um, would be a license print money. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, really, this is one game where um, I got a review code for, but then I got it on PC because I wanted to like give them money. But yeah. I also bought the physical version because I wanted to give them money. Now uh, I yeah, want the physical I, version is awesome. Yeah, and and that too. But I won't get that until probably May or well June probably, because May is just about over. We're in the second yeah. week, and I don't see that thing shipping yet. Uh, but yeah, if they do DLC, then then I could give them more money, and yes. that would encourage them to make another game like I don't know uh, a Axe. reboot of Golden Axe would be really nice or. Yes. Maybe DLC characters for Streets of Rage 4, are like, you know, yes. most cro- the, the, you know, the crossover character that I could actually see working in Streets of Rage 4 would be Sketch Turner. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, so, because uh, the game pretty much already looks like comic zones, so <laughs> you just drop right in, pretty much, so. Uh, and that's uh, mostly it for me, apart from a whole lot of emulation stuff, which... You know, it kind of sparked uh, my interest in uh, wanting to make that our discussion topic for the week, so we'll talk about that later. So, how about you, Pat? Um, well, my fighting game of choice
3: remains Samurai Showdown, uh, but I have kind of been dipping my toes into some some more really, really old school fighting games, like around the dawn of the genre, around ninety one, ninety two. Uh, for a Mugen project, I'd like to start taking on here pretty soon. So that's been a thing. And other than that, it's just been all about NHL 20. Um, I had to treat the team to a roster shakeup because they were underachieving, and I didn't want to wait until the season had already gotten away from us to make any changes. And without doing too much damage to the roster, I think... um, The message was received, and we haven't lost since. So we're currently sitting in second place in the Pacific Division when um, before we were just playing 500 hockey. And there was a bit of a, a controversial game that took place against the Dallas Stars, which is who happened to be number one in the Pacific, I should add. And we almost lost our winning streak to a very terrible call that was actually demonstrably bad um and i I had to call e a out on it on twitter because i i i brought the i i had the receipts <laughs> so wow. yeah um so if anyone's curious about that just go look up um season two game number twenty nine on my um on my Utah Eagles playlist, but things are going well on it, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season plays out now because they're going on the same kind of really crazy tear um, that that they did last season, just for entirely different reasons, and uh, I, I want to see where this goes. So that's been my week.
1: Oh, sweet. Mm-hmm.
3: All
2: right, well, as for me, um, I'm just about finished with the uh, remastered version of Valkyria Chronicles. Uh, nothing really much to say there, except it's a great game. It gets hard as balls towards the end, and that's about it. Um, but the major thing I did is uh, – is uh, what was it? I think – yeah, it was Friday – Friday, i uh, downloaded uh two things I went and bought uh Sakura wars the twenty nineteen sort of reboot on the PlayStation store and went ahead and you know downloaded that and I got to play that uh late Friday night after we signed off on let's weekend um, and i also uh after having to do a little work on the uh the Sega Saturn emulator i've got um I finally was able to get it so that I could use the full English translation on the original Sakura Wars uh, from way back in the 90s. Um, And it's really kind of weird playing both of these games side by side, because the thing about the new Sakura Wars, the one that came out last year, is that... Even though it's called a reboot, it's actually more of a sequel. Um, It takes place in the 1940s about, oh, a couple years after the end of uh, Sakura Wars So Long, My Love, which, of course, is the only version we actually got here in the U.S., and oddly enough, actually takes place in the U.S., Um, And basically what happens is uh, what you basically have to know about the whole Sakura Wars sort of series is that it's basically an alternate history uh, that sort of takes place originally in the Taisho era, which, those you don't know, the Taisho era, that was the era between the Meiji Restoration and uh, the beginning of the Showa era. Um, and in our war, in the regular timeline, it lasted for roughly about 12 years. And it was famous because it was when um, both the uh, Japanese Diet, you know, the uh, parliament started to assert itself as a sort of major civilian democratic power. But at the same time, there was also a growing ultra nationalist movement that was happening in the military. And of course, that would inevitably lead to. Uh, the beginnings of the Showa era and World War II, but in Sakura Wars and the Taisho era, uh, demons come from the demon world, and uh, there you go. <laughs> As you do, because you know Japan, because Japan, yes, yeah. So Japan, basically, yeah. what happens is that because of that, the Taisho era actually manages to go well into the nineteen into the nineteen forties, which exactly how that works, I don't no because the reason the taisho era ended is because emperor taisho died 12 <laughs> yeah, years into his reign yeah. um i'm just guessing he had another family member i don't know um but the thing the difference is because of that there you know the japan that exists in this timeline is still not is not a hardcore fascist dictatorship it is still very much a constitutional monarchy Um, or a crowned republic or whatever you want to call it. Um, and basically, uh, by the time you get here, uh, basically the original sort of, uh, Imperial combat review, the one that sort of is the star of the original Secura Wars has basically been scattered to the winds, um, because they basically got their asses kicked. (laughs) Um, but eventually what happened is the war does end and now basically everyone all over the world has their own sort of combat review Um, there's the you know the French have their well you know like everyone the French, the Germans, the British and of course the US have their own of course it's called the Star Division but basically what happens is uh, by the time this game starts basically the uh, Imperial Combat Review is not in good shape. It's definitely seen uh, better times. Um, the 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 uh, manager of the Imperial Combat Review now is uh, Sumire. Which, if you played the original Sakura Wars or familiar, you know who Sumire is. She's the uh, brunette who wears the kimono. She has the fan. Yeah. Um, but the others like Sakura. Uh, you know, and all those others, they're MIA, basically. Um and what ends up happening is you are kind of responsible for trying to get the combat review back up into uh it's better into its old sort of uh you know, it's it's old stuff, it's an old uh strength again. And uh so Before you've they got, got Raffles stomped. Yeah. So you've got a whole group of uh, new ones, of course there's the new Sakura, who is well, if you've seen the preview, she's all fucking over that one um, and she really looks up to the old Sakura Uh, of course Samire is there Uh, there's Kaoru, who's the accountant um, there's Clarice who is originally from I think she's from Luxembourg um, and she is the sort of new script writer, um there's uh, Hatsudo, who is the fiery, large-breasted tomboy redhead in uh, My Waifu. And, yeah. Uh, let's see. And there's... Fuck, who else? Um, there's... I think her name's Amanji. She's like this ninja who is in a nurse outfit... Not a nurse outfit, but like kind of like a maid outfit, and she's... Completely fucking insane. Um, And finally, there's uh, Anastasia, who's like a big, famous actress that Sumire manages to recruit for the theater. And yeah, that's basically your crew. Um, But there's also like – you've also got characters from the Shanghai Review who own a Chinese restaurant in Tokyo. There's also – you also meet up with members of the Berlin Review and the – London review, both of them, because they're having what's called the uh, review games, which is sort of like their Olympics, but for the review community, I guess. Uh, and then every so often, you end up having to fight demons.
3: <laughs> uh, as we, you do.
2: Yeah, because uh, the thing about the curl Wars games is that um, basically the actual like action stuff, at least for the originals, was a real-time strategy. Uh, The modern Sakura Wars, the ones you have, uh, you can sort of go between, like, regular hack and slash or planned movement, more strategic stuff if you want. Um, And that's probably roughly, like, a third of the actual game. The rest of it is, like, social stuff, going around and, you know, helping to run the theater, uh, sort of building up your trust and relationship with the various girls you know, it's it's also sort of a dating sim too, and it can get really fucking funny at times. Um, but uh, yeah, that's the Curl Wars. I'm currently on, I think, chapter two. So, um, and story wise, it's getting kind of interesting because they're uh, hinting at some things that may have happened to the original members of the Combat Review. That uh, actually, pretty dark. I'm not going to lie, but I can't really know for certain until I get further in the game. But anyway, that's what I've been playing. So, Chris, what about you?
0: Uh, Yeah, so since I've had some actual time off, I've been playing a bit more stuff. Uh, Streamed yesterday. uh, Streamed The Elder Scrolls Blades, which finally released on the Switch in kind of a weird surprise release. Wow. And uh, it works pretty well um being a mobile game it definitely doesn't look great right. mm. uh especially on the when blown up to like 1080p on a big TV uh or even my monitor uh which for whatever reason was causing some nausea uh for me like either it was like low resolution or the camera uh is terrible here actually using a uh, uh sticks to control it uh, somehow is different than what it might be on a phone, which for whatever reason my phone I got earlier this year is not compatible with the game, for some reason. I don't really understand. It's not, it doesn't seem that graphically intensive of a game. Uh, there are definitely parts of it where it's like, oh, this looks kinda nice, and other parts are like, yeah, this, don't get up cl- too close to some of these textures, because they look like a fucking phone game, uh, being blown mm-hmm. up. Uh, but the, uh, the game itself kind of takes some cues from Fallout Shelter in that mm-hmm. you are uh, coming back to like your hometown and find it to have been ransacked by some mercenaries, uh, and so you have the ability to kind of rebuild it. Uh, the main difference is that unlike Fallout Shelter, where basically every room serves a purpose uh, towards building you resources or uh, items or uh, leveling up characters. Uh, here, a lot of it's just in the the service of increasing your town's prestige level. So you end up. Uh, some of the earliest stuff I put in there was like the just basic houses, but they have you do a a smith house a smithy house for the the blacksmith so that he can uh, do his thing, improve some of your items, which i found out uh, one. Uh, if you uh do an item uh you have like a time to being able to for it to get finished so you can use it again so if it's like the one item you have for like your your boots or whatever like you have to go out go without the the boots and the, the additional stats that that comes with uh and you can only do one one at a time, so I was just uh busting through the menus really quick as you do in Elder Scrolls games because the dialogue is not interesting uh, after a while. And didn't really notice that it was asking me to spend the gems I've been earning to uh, auto-finish the... or quick-finish the the item that I was tempering uh, first. Uh, so kind of used up some of that. It's pretty easy to get that stuff back. You either get it from chests or... You do specific like, daily quests uh, that they call jobs, daily or weekly quests that give you a good amount from that, uh, as well as uh, what else? There's uh, uh, some of the. Uh, I guess some other stuff like the arena, which is a multiplayer mode, uh, which is basically you take your uh, character onto the online and play somebody else's character with all the. Uh, weapons and uh, armor that you have on your character, that kind of stuff, kind of just test it out, see how good you are at combat, which when you're playing the regular enemies, it's not an interesting combat system early on because everything, you can beat in like two or three hits usually uh, and never get close to dying. So when I got to actual facing other people, that was when it was like, oh, these people are fucking me up because I'm just not having to sloppily uh bad rounds like when you're doing combat uh, uh with controls you have to use the right and the left triggers for that and if you do do them alternating it's a combo uh but you kind of have to fill up a you have like a circle meter that's filling up uh, and if you hit it it's right on the edge it's a, an extra boost like a critical shot i think it calls it uh that kind of stuff so there's there's some uh skill to it uh, but the difficulty of the quest uh, here up to the point where I was like 6 or 7, level 6 or 7, is not very tough at all. Uh, so there's a lot of uh, quests where it's just like, oh, you just go wander around these fairly linear areas and uh, kill like 5, 6 enemies. Uh, it does have challenges, which are kind of like uh, fallouts where it's like, oh, I killed 9 enemies. Uh, and you go do that. Uh, you get some extra money out of it. There might be some other stuff that happens with that, but you have to wait. But instead of, uh, Fall Shelter where you get the new quest instantaneously, it's like, you have to wait, you know, an hour for the next quest to show up. That kind of thing. There's a lot of timers here. Uh, nothing really too bad about the timers so far. But yeah, if you... I don't know if it's tied to building stuff out. uh, consecutively or not, but it's a, I put down like three houses during the stream and one of them was going to take like five or six minutes. Next one was like 30 minutes. And then uh, the third one was like an hour and a half. So I don't know if that's uh, tied to just the fact that I was building three at once or the, the cost I think went up as well. So it might just be kind of like follow shelter when you build another of the same thing uh the cost goes up kind of thing so I was not sure what the what's going on there but uh they do have like a randomized dungeon mode called uh the abyss uh which you go through which I had a challenge to get 10 done uh get through 10 floors which I got to 9 pretty easily where it's like oh you fight three or four dudes on this floor and then you're into the next one it's kind of recycling the same kind of areas uh fairly often which was pretty weird, but as you kill enemies, you fill up a meter to get resources or a chest or something out of it. And you just keep doing that over and over again. So it's a, it's a grinding thing. Uh, I eventually got killed uh, by some enemies and you can just use revive potions to come back. And that's like with the, the multiplayer and the abyss, like the resources carry over. It's like me using my health potions or revive potions Means I have less of that for the 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 single player thing, which it's also so far pretty easy, so it's not really too much of a concern uh for losing resources yet. But who knows how that changes when it goes on. But it's okay. It's a free to play game. Uh it's doing all the free to play stuff, so Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how it's gonna change up when you get further into it. Uh the guild stuff is fucking stupid. Uh so you go into it. And you can't tell it, show me empty guilds with spots open. So I just go, first thing, it's like 20 out of 20, 20 out of 20, 20 out of 20, as far as like they're full. I'm like, I what? These, these don't make any sense. like, why are you showing me this? And it's not sorted alphabetically, so it's like, A, 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 you know, bunch with A's at the front, so they show up at the top kind of thing. Uh, really stupid way of setting this up you have a couple of sorting options to say hey show me guilds in north america or whatever but nothing really so i could see more than just uh, a little bit of guilds at a time it's really weird setup but i think if you're with a guild you get added bonuses for completing uh, stuff and all that kind of bonuses but it's it's okay it's an okay way to spend your time. I would say Fallout Shelter is better. Um, most every way. But yeah, the nausea part of it was weird. Uh, because it, it doesn't look that great, but it seemed like it was running poorly. Or I don't know. the Making this game run on like a 1080p screen seemed really weird. But uh, since so I'm playing with the controller, I'm like, oh, this should be on PC and the other consoles. There's no real reason for this to have to be exclusive to the switch and phones.
1: Oh, it was supposed uh, to come out on everything, but that got shit
0: canned. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it's really weird, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's an okay thing. If you need a free play game on the switch, I was also playing the, uh, what was it? The idol champions of the Nor- uh, North, uh, realm, whatever it is, mm. uh, the D and D idol RPG game. Uh, which runs poorly once you get in to later stages yeah. of some of the the runs, which it does that too on the other consoles because it's running so much math, I guess, and effects that it just starts bogging down. But Hero's like genuinely hard to control things move around on the the, the interface, mm. which is just strange. Uh, so yeah, there's like a couple free to play games on there that you can play. Uh, I would say just go play uh, Gems of War or Fallout Shelter or Warframe. Those games are that run well, play well, and they're very good. I mm-hmm. um, also played Rocket League. because At a certain point, I was just like, yeah, I've kind of done everything. There's not really too much else, and I was just kind of wanting something else. So I played some Rocket League on the stream, switched over to the PC version, uh, which I uh, was playing the new weekend mode, which is called Boomer Ball. Uh, which is a very ridiculous mode. Uh, So have you played uh, air hockey? Yeah. Uh, When you get to the point where you're just hitting the puck as fast as you can, so it's just hoping that the erratic angles it's going at are going to somehow go into the goal. Mm -hmm.
4: Uh,
0: That's what this mode is, basically. (laughs) They up the bounciness of the ball and the power that you can hit it with, uh, as well as you get infinite boost. So you're just knocking the fucking ball all over the goddamn place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's pretty fun for that kind of chaoticness. Uh, it's not great for the ball cam that follows the ball. Cause if you hit it at a certain point where it's kind of just mm. bouncing from the, the ceiling to the, to the ground and you're close, the camera's just shaking up and down constantly cause it's going too fast for the camera to follow. Uh, that kind of thing. So it's like, oh, that's, that you gotta turn that off every once in a while. Uh, and it's really hard to do anything cause you hit the ball. With a decent of force, it goes flying across the arena. So uh, it's kind of a mode where if you want any kind of control over what you're doing, uh, you want to go slower. But if you're playing like people do in Rocket League, you're just knocking the shit out of the ball.
4: Mm.
0: And it's just going all over the place. And if it goes into goal, hey, it's uh, cool, but probably didn't expect it to actually go in. So yeah, it's, uh, that's a pretty cool little mode that's in there. Uh, for the weekends. How do you keep your. F-
3: How do you keep your food on the inside? Doing that,
0: <laughs> uh, you look the other way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just basically drive away from the ball, cause like there's nothing good to be coming that. from. Yeah, uh, trying to go after the ball
3: because it's, it, it's too like fast that, for you to. It's like that Jack Ball who made uh, Sonic the Hedgehog VR. Mm. Yeah. Why?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's uh a lot of just being like, okay, there's nothing good coming from me. Uh, actually, going after this ball, like it's a normal game of rocket league,, hmm. uh, so i waits for an opening, which meant I didn't get too many goals, but whatever, it was fun. Hmm. Uh, for like this uh, experimental uh, weekends thing they're doing for the for me uh, been playing more animal crossing uh, selling all my uh buying all the turnips I can for the next week. Uh, now they got a bit more money to work with, so we'll see how that goes um, but yeah i've got uh uh my Scott room's going pretty well uh what was I built out my i i went and uh arranged some things around so my uh little area is kind of a tool shed the one room I put another desk in there and have a another switch uh which is the animal crossing new horizon switch. That they sell in the game itself. Hmm. Which is kind of a cool thing to have in there. Especially if you did not want to buy it. Uh, for real money. So, neat little touch. that they sold in there a little while back. But uh, still playing that, chugging along. Uh, I did buy my first Epic Game Store title. Uh, which is Satisfactory. Hmm. Uh, which is the newest game from Coffee Stain Studios, who made Goat Simulator and the Sanctum games, mm-hmm. uh, which is like none of those games. Mm. Uh, and it's a first-person, uh, kind of a I don't know, crafting uh, factory management game, kind of,
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, where you're essentially finding resources, like the the early stuff I've been doing. Is I found veins for iron, copper, and limestone and I have miners on them that are digging up ore for me, then uh, I have to go over and pick it up, and I can use that to craft uh, or refine it into other materials that I can use to build other stuff. Uh, And I'm getting to the point where I can actually start building, uh, start automating some of that stuff, having these uh, automatic miners that then have a conveyor belt to a refinery that then refines it into some other material or construction thing that constructs it into another thing and have that going into a storage, uh, container so that I have a bunch of it ready for when I need to make the next thing. And then, you know, you, uh, you're upgrading your, uh, hub area to unlock new stuff to build and sort of refine your processes and all this stuff. And you're kind of, uh, mining all the things and building all the things and, uh, uh, doing all that i do like the like the the brand name for the 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 tool the company you're working for is fix it f i c s i t uh a nice little pun there for that and uh yeah it's it's uh been a fun game so far i'm only a few hours in, so I'm still early on with it. i think I do at a certain point get to a like a space elevator thing as you ship the materials you've got off into space to actually for the the corporation to use for their purposes. Uh, You fight some enemy uh, creatures along the way. Uh, They're not too hard, but uh, getting my health back is a bit more tricky as I have to get some fruits, I think from some certain trees and they don't fill you up too much. It's not, it's not like Minecraft where you get a ton of food stuff to, fill you up here it seems a bit more limited early on so uh still working around getting used to that game but uh, so far it's been a good time and uh, also been playing more round guard i have a good run going on now uh where uh with like those kind of roguelike games you kind of get to a point where you are uh kind of just plowing through things as you get the good perks or equipment that's uh Kinda makes it easier for you to get through some tougher areas. That kind of stuff. Uh and that's where I'm at. I think I'm in the the fourth world of uh or the fourth map, whatever. Uh, working my way through it, so I got a bunch of ways to refill my health without uh too much trouble. And they do some really cool stuff. I fought a uh I figure what the the D and D term for the like the one eight monster with like the uh kind of uh uh tentacle eyes on it as well yeah It it was one like that where i had to knock out each of the eyes before i could attack the the main head uh which was pretty cool and yeah they're they're doing some cool stuff here with the the peggle formula uh and tying it into like a a roguelike that uh uh, does some really cool stuff, and I'm just playing with the the one class right now, the warrior class. They have uh, I think a mage and a, a rogue as mm-hmm. well, so I haven't tried those yet. But so far, so good, mm-hmm. and uh, racking up tons of money for the the late game stuff. Which uh, when it, I assume, whenever you lose or win a a run, you get this uh, wheel that's you can spin. And it offers uh you some sort of perk that you can use in uh the next run kind of thing. And once you get to a certain point you ensure that you are gonna get something. And we're at the point where I'm at it's probably gonna ensure I get something good to use for the next run. Hmm. Uh sometimes it's something useless and as the the character has like do it, running this whole game show thing. Hmm. It's like, well, I guess it's better than nothing. <laughs> Uh, cause sometimes you have some bad runs, uh, and you get, uh, nothing out of it, yeah. but yeah, those are, that's been what I'm playing. All right. Uh, looking to stream tonight and see, uh, figure something out. I'll probably right. talk to you, Phil, see if you're up for doing the Atari vault stream.
1: Mm, sure. I should be, a, I should be around tonight.
0: All right. I'll let you know yeah. when we're going to get started.
1: Mm. Alright, so uh, I guess we'll get to uh, the discussion topic of the week uh, which is, uh, all of, I titled it All About Emulation uh, and uh, kind of a little wanted to set the scene here because like today emulation is kind of everywhere and you know if you use the Nintendo Switch online service, you're you're playing the NES and SNES games, you're using it there, if you bought retro compilations, you're using it there so it's kind of ubiquitous, uh, but you know there was a point in history where uh, being able to run something from a different platform on you know whatever happened you happen to be running it on was kind of revolutionary. It was very, novel. oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, during the I let's just say ninety ninety four ninety five ninety six right the early times of the internet. I mean, emulation was still around. It wasn't very, you know, pre- prevalent. It wasn't very advanced. Uh, but uh, it was sometime in, like, 97 or 98, when uh, it started to become really, really interesting. And that was about the time when Sardu dropped a big old nesticle on it. Uh, it-
3: yeah, I still remember the first day I saw a PC running Super Mario Bros., and it just
1: completely changed my view of the PC. Yeah. Because yeah, it was like... I mean, that was an emulator that was, it ran on DOS, and it was specifically written to be really fast. Um, so, like, there were other... Yeah, NES- it was. <laughs> yes, it was. Uh, there were other NES emulators out there, uh, but when Nesticle came onto the scene, it was a revelation, because you had... Forty sixes that were would not be able to run the NES at you know basic barely fifteen or twenty frames a second could now do it at sixty, and this was a single pro single guy programming in his uh, bedroom, uh, and it kind of started something that well it basically started a scene I would say I mean, it was um, around uh, and then he did it again with Sega Genesis yeah Genesis <laughs> um, he had one uh in the works for the Super NES, did not release it. Um, uh-huh. there was a we reason for
3: that. Why? Okay.
1: Yeah. The reason he didn't release it was he got a job at EA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently Look man, we're just going to hire you to stop you from doing this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Come I, get paid. <laughs> I think uh, the, the, the first game he worked on was WCW Mayhem. So I'm not sure if that was a... Punishment of some kind, but okay, that was one of the things that he did. He got paid. Uh, he got paid. He got a paycheck. I'm not, not going to criticize. Yeah, and eventually, uh, you know, has done a lot of other uh, things in the uh, industry, and uh, for all we know, he might have like released some other emulators in the in the uh, months and years that f- followed that that we don't know about because he might have used a different identity to do it because, yeah.
3: Well, if EA knows who the fuck you are, then you're probably done releasing uh, emulators under any non-anonymity.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So, there's that. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's how, like, the, the scene kind of started, and it kind of blew up from there, because we ended up with stuff like Project 64, which was a pretty, you know, uh, revolutionary emulator for the N64, where now you could actually run all that stuff on... Uh, basically, what was amounted m- to a 100 megahertz Pentium could now run that stuff. Well, not very well, but it, it could do it.
3: Yeah, it doesn't mean you want to do that.
1: It yeah. just can. But but you could, yeah. yeah. I mean, it could play Super Mario 64 at 480p and, you know, at around 30 frames per second, which was, you know, it was about the same speed that it would run on a normal console. So it was, you know, it was it was what you had back then. Yeah, yeah. We weren't uh, thinking about you know high res texture packs or anything like that. We just wanted shit to run. Yeah, and uh, so that kind of sparked a lot of advancement. We got PlayStation, we got Saturn, uh, and now we're just in a state where the the stuff that's being emulated right now is just mind blowing. What we're getting to do, what we're happening, like we got PS3 emulators that are running games at full speed now. And that's, you know, that's only one console generation back. And we got that. Yeah, we're
3: kind of catching up to where we were at the dawn of emulation Uh
1: when um, you were playing some really recent shit. Yeah. Um, I should also point out, we also have emulators for current-gen platforms like the Switch. Uh, Yes, there is a legit Switch emulator out. Yeah, well, I mean, that's
3: kind of what you invite when you, um, when you take, when you take production um volume and cost efficiency over hardware um
1: performance, yeah and uh you know security and uh well More taxes, on that later yeah, that <laughs> happened later, but you know but there's the the fact that it's using uh you know commodity hardware you know uh the switch operating system is yeah. i mean for all intents and purposes it's android. Um yeah. you know, the uh the NVIDIA chipset is well documented, so you know, emulating a switch, it's it's not trivial, but it's not impossible either. And you know, as we've figured out. So there's that. Uh I guess I kinda wanted to ask like what your yours guys uses of emulation is. Like do you like is this something you go to on a regular basis or
2: Well for me emulators are basically things I use for old school consoles I no longer own. Mm. Um, So, you know, I don't have my SNES anymore, so all old SNES games I play the emulator on my PC. Mm. Um, Also, I don't have, you know, I never had a Sega console until the Dreamcast. Mm. So old uh, Sega Genesis and Sega Master System games, you know, if they're not on a compilation disc already that I can play on a modern console and I'm playing them on the emulator. Yeah. And uh also I use them to play uh games that may have been uh brought over here to the US but uh you know maybe they were censored or re-edited or something. Under
3: manufactured.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh like for, a good example is a Snatcher. Yeah. The um one of uh Hideo Kojima's uh Masterpieces, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know that we did get a version of that for. I think it was the Sega CD. Sega, Sega CD, yeah. yeah. Um, that was kind of censored, um, but you can get a version of it uh, for the uh, emulators that keeps both the English dialogue, but also uses the uh, original sprite art from the original Japanese version. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Including you know keeping the old Konami characters <laughs> that show up in the nightclub
4: yeah.
2: um but I've also used it to uh see um also like like I said mentioned with secure wars play uh games that were never released but also have uh english- tr- fan translations available that you can uh program into it, yeah. Um, So, yeah, emulators are actually probably, probably we're kind of living in a golden age now because, you know, we're no, as far as like those old retro games go, we're no longer like limited by location and language anymore. No. We can actually like get a hold of these old games and like actually play them. You know, we're not just reduced to having to, you know, look at them in the old gaming magazine articles and just wistfully wish that we could play them. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think that's probably, at least for me, the biggest uh, reason why I'm glad emulators exist. Yeah, yeah. It also lets us play games that, you know, also, uh, speaking of games we never actually got, like uh, Police Knots, for example, Um, that's the other Hideo Kojima adventure game Mm -hmm. that – Got brought that. I think it got. Did it get brought over here? I don't remember if it got brought over here.
1: Well, not officially, but. Uh, I don't uh,
2: think it did, yeah, because uh, the version I've played is the one on the emulator. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's another great game. Both of those games, Snatcher and Police Knots, absolutely worth playing.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Amazing games, both of them. Yeah. Also, uh, Police Knots is where Merrill first showed up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so I guess, no. You don't fall into the, like, digital hoarder category of people who... No, like,
2: it's mostly yeah. just, you know, it's either nostalgia or for games I never got the chance to play. Yeah. Uh, like Live Alive, that's another one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a classic right there. Yeah. One that we never got to play over here.
3: And for no good goddamn reason, because if it had been released over here, then imagine how that would have elevated domestic perceptions of uh Squaresoft at the time because they were already legendary for uh Final Fantasy Four and Six and Chrono Trigger.
4: Mm-hmm. You
3: start and Secret of Mana. you start adding Live Alive to that, you start you know, th- there were so many other games that they were releasing at the same time yeah. that they just didn't bother bringing over that um they could be um even more legendary than they are today.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean the game I mean for fuck's sake it's literally it's an RPG that Uses that is like basically like six different genres
0: <laughs> that
2: you play as. Hmm. I mean, there's like a, you know, there's like an old like cave. genres. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's because it's basically like there's like one that's like a cave adventure. There's another that's a, you know, like wushu. There's another that's like a samurai western, uh, modern day brawler, uh, cyberpunk. Hard sci-fi. It's like, and then it's there's all like a, the
3: fucking place. A fan,
2: fa- there's a whole like heroic fantasy part. It's fucking insane, hmm. but goddamn, is it amazing?
1: Yeah, yeah. And there's a translation for that now. Yes, as well. yes, there so, is, you know, and you it's... can highly recommended. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So how how many of you guys are familiar with retroarch by this point? Familiar with it, but not as experienced at using it as I should be. Yeah, yeah hoping same. to
3: do something about that shortly.
1: Yeah. Uh it's it's very well worth uh digging into because uh, you you would actually be surprised at uh how much you can consolidate all your emulation stuff into one place with uh, RetroArch. Uh there's it's like I started rebuilding my uh well, my uh launchbox setup because okay. the drive it was on no longer working. That's so, a good reason. Yeah. So I've been doing that. And uh so I just decided to try to make it as clean as I could and uh I started with RetroArch and I would build out if there were specific emulators that I wanted to use outside of that. And so far uh by adding in like the Blastum Sega Genesis core, which is my favorite one for uh you know Genesis Mega Drive, which is and cycle accurate there. really really good audio from that. Um that for Sega CD, I use the uh Genesis Plus GX and I use that for 32X as well. Uh, so for uh, you know Sega Master System, there is SMS Plus GX Core that I can use that. Uh, NES, there's a really good core called Mesin, which I use for that. N64, there's Parallel, which is really good. Uh, as far as GBA goes, there's MGBA, which is my favorite of the, all the ones that I've tried so far. Uh, you know, PPSS. I feel like I should be taking notes. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's recorded for posterity. So you can always go back. Yeah. and re- refer to it. Uh, but yeah, PPSSPP has a core, so you, you technically don't need the standalone version of that. Although, the...
3: hopefully, by now everyone knows how good that is.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. So I can, yeah. You know, even though the the uh, retro arch core is maybe a little bit behind the standalone version, but not by much. Um. So. Yeah, if you're a little bit more patient as far as uh, updates go, you're probably okay there. But you know, Dolphin. Did they ever get that Ridge Racer visual issue fixed? Uh, I don't know. I have to go back and check that. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, that's uh, that's one of the few things that kind of spoiled it. Is the weird reflections on Ridge Racer? Yep. Was that? Uh, I mean, there's Flycast that I use for Dreamcast uh, on there and. Uh I have Redream as well. Uh, I bought a premium license for that, but um finding that Flycast works actually quite well for that and Naomi. So that's you know, two platforms that I could do on say Interesting. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's oh yeah, and uh, there's a uh another a PS2 emulator in there called Play, which is coming along really fast. Uh it's it's running games now. Not very well, but it's coming along. So it's it's it also uh, has achievements. Yes, yeah. You can uh uh sign up for I think it's uh, retroachievements.com dot com and uh yeah. link your account there and you can get um achievements inside of uh old retro games. That is amazing. Yeah. Uh so uh yeah, Retro Arch is really great. Uh, I think it is, is on Steam now, but uh yeah, not sure if that ever if that ever actually happened, it
3: materialized.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, even if it did, I don't think I would bother too much unless that whole uh, thing that I speculated on about you know actually selling roms um, ever materializes, yeah. you know, in an official uh, fashion. Because you know, you're not going to want yeah. to do that with uh, just illegal roms. Because yeah, it's no. a great way of getting yourself pulled from Steam. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I no, mean, if that's if there was an achievement for that, <laughs> <laughs> achievement unlocked, get pulled from Steam. Yeah, a lot of well, there's a lot of devs that kind of deserve that achievement, Eesh. but yeah, I deserve it, but yeah, don't necessarily you know. get it. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess I don't know. I just gushed about emulators for about 15 minutes here. Um, so. Yeah, I guess we can probably move on. I suppose. I was just going to say,
3: uh, I've never gotten into the whole, uh, gotten onto the whole digital hoarding side of it, but uh, when I got into emulation, it was mainly as a, as a way to circumvent the extortionist import market, because there was a lot of stuff that I wanted to play and um, just had no reasonable access to. You were seeing like. 100% markups and shit if you wanted to import games from a from an outlet. Yeah. And um plus you know when emulation started really taking hold, uh we were getting localizations of these games and you know obviously the big ones were Final Fantasy 2 II and 3 and 5, but um it certainly didn't stop there and just using those as kind of the um the trojan horse of sorts really got emulation a a foothold in just in a market of people that they wouldn't have probably reached otherwise yeah and um and then you had fan hacks where you um some of them were just oddball shit like kind of the same thing that you'd see people making in um in Mario Maker today yeah. But then you just had other um fan remaster projects where they were making the same game objectively better. Yeah.
1: Those and are Breath kind of, of the, the kind of that hacks really... that I tend to gravitate to cuz yes. like I don't really like the just random oddball crap that, you know, make a game super hard for no apparent reason. Yeah. Uh, you know. That's never been my MO. Yeah. Like there's one uh there's one particular ROM hack for uh Contra Hardcore. Uh, which basically brings back the Japanese difficulty. Uh-huh. Uh Meaning it makes it easier. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and brings back the password system, which it didn't for some reason was removed from the uh, American version. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. there you go. Uh, there's you know there's stuff like uh, Bare Knuckle Three localized properly. And that's and so much was cut from that game. Yes. And, uh, yeah, that, there was another game that was made way harder than it needed to be. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, if you play that game, uh, with the, you know, the translation patch, um, yeah, it's a much better game. And, and you can get a you can get a reproduction cart of that if you feel like it. And, nice. Yeah, there, there's people all over the internet doing that kind of stuff. It's not hard to do. Yeah, it's, it's fun stuff. All right, Chris, you want to add something before we uh, move on, or are you good?
0: Uh, not really. Oh. I think the, the most I've ever used it uh, emulation was uh, like a GBA emulator, because mm. uh, I was going to get a an SP, and was like, oh, I need to figure out what I want to buy, actually, and didn't really have the the time or money to just buy everything, so I, I was like, oh, I need this uh, Fire Emblem game, I need WarioWare, you know, there's uh, some other stuff, you know, checking that out, just kind of make sure I wasn't buying there's random crap, hmm. yeah. Hmm. Uh, which made it a bit easier to get some cool stuff and uh, make it easier to keep it. Yeah, I think I dabbled in a bit with uh, retro arch because uh, you can rip your PS One discs. Yeah, And I have a pile of those.
1: Yeah, you can. Uh, but the way it organizes them isn't exactly the greatest thing I've seen. No. So yeah, there's still some work to be done there because it'll um, like it'll it'll rip the disc and it'll do a nice job of it. Unfortunately, it just like dr- dumps them. With a weird random file name that's based on the like the disk ID. Yeah. So you're going through it and like, what the hell is this thing? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's a bit weird, but Yeah. Uh, it works pretty well for the most part.
1: Yeah. Uh, as long as you can figure out what game you're trying to play. And uh, I th- I I think once you actually scan those uh IDs into RetroArch's uh you know, file system, it figures out what game that actually is. So yeah. not so bad after that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But one of the things that I really do like is like some of the cores that will let you like really enhance games. Uh like the uh PlayStation 1 core that I can render the game internally at 4K. Uh, Jesus. Yeah. Um let's just say uh, we're going to talk about Tony Hawk's uh, Pro Skater being remastered. Um uh, you render the game at 4K internally you're getting pretty close (laughs) so yeah okay it does require a pretty hefty amount of power to do it but you know yeah well i mean yeah well my PC's capable of it and i think most most you know modern pcs have enough power to do ps1 and 4k with you know no real performance hit because that's that system wasn't particularly you know power hungry to begin with so Yeah. yeah yeah Um, so yeah, I guess we'll leave it there, and maybe we'll touch on this again later at some point, where we'll, if uh, some other interest shows up. So, uh, so I'm going to turn this over to you, Peck, because we got Evo updates.
3: Yeah, so we reported on the last episode that Evo Online, uh, that there was going to be an online event for Evo for 2020 because they they canceled the uh, the live, you know, gathering in Vegas, and. We now have details about what's what that's going to involve. Uh, it will be spread across every weekend in July, and the games that they're going with there are only four of them, and they're based on netcode quality. Um, their selections were Mortal Kombat 11, Killer Instinct, Skullgirls Second Encore, and Them's Fightin' Herds. Which you know, for the for the purposes that they're looking at that's a good lineup. I kind of find it strange that after everything SNK has done for online and their um, old school titles in recent months that they don't make an appearance on this list, but maybe um, you know, there's still time that they could add one or two games. I really feel like Mark of the Wolves deserves to be a part of that, Mm -hmm. but um, we'll see. Um there will be closed events that'll that'll be streamed um off site to proceed um you know with the the previously announced twenty twenty lineup. I have no idea how they're gonna do this, but um it's just going to be smaller scale events to you know to celebrate the games that they had planned on using as their Evo lineup. And so yeah, there's um there's quite a bit to unpack on that one and it'll as far as I'm concerned I think it'll this was kind of an kind of a happy accident if you will because it's going to shine a spotlight on how important netcode is. Mhm. And so um you know you've got games here that wouldn't even be considered if Capcom or Namco or um you know all these other fighting game developers had taken net code seriously from the beginning um Now you're gonna see a situation where okay, well, uh in situations where we have to uh go online, these are the games that cut it, yeah, and I think that's kind of the wake up call that the larger developers need to have in order to um to get online play where it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that, that's kind of my big takeaway from it.
1: Yeah. I'm going to have to look in on them fighting herds because I never even heard of that one. So,
2: Oh, uh, you don't, you didn't. Okay. It, uh, it
3: started out as my little pony fighting his magic and then they got C indeed.
2: Yeah. Oh, so, so, uh, but uh, what happened is uh, Lauren Faust then came in and said, Hey, do you guys want to still make an original game with original characters? Because I'll totally act as your art director if you want me to. Yeah. And, and that's said, how the game yes, came please. about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. But I've been told it's pretty solid. Yeah.
1: Well, I not mean, for nothing bad about it. Evo's no. using it as a showcase game. It's probably not bad, so. Uh, I'm well, I, I've that. seen some of the games that ended up on Evo
3: Showcase. That doesn't say a whole lot, but <laughs> um, it'll be a good opportunity for it, and I think it'll make the most of the platform. Yeah.
1: All right. Um, so then we got some Samurai Showdown news.
3: Uh, yeah, Iroha is available now. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of time to put into her, but um, she is pretty fun to play from what I have, and... Very true to her form in a samurai showdown Six just this um crazy ass murder cyclone that yep it's really hard to read and can get a lot of damage out of you know one good break hmm. but um you know that's that's pretty vague, but it's all I really feel um qualified to say at this moment because. I'm not really considering changing mains over or anything, but, yeah, you know, she's fun to play. Mm-hmm. And her background theme really reminds me of some uh, great JRPG battle themes, which is so much the better. Yeah, It's always nice.
1: And then we got uh, word on Mortal Kombat uh, Aftermath. And...
3: This came out of nowhere, didn't it? it, it yes, it did. Like, I, th- I was just expecting a regular Season 2, but... Nope, we're um, getting a
2: straight expansion.
3: Yeah, which is not very nether realm of them, but uh, considering everything mm-hmm. they're adding, they're certainly doing their part to justify it. Um, I'm looking forward to getting my hands on this. We're getting three new characters in Fujin, Shiva, and RoboCop. Uh, yeah, RoboCop. You heard us right. Yeah, so we get RoboCop versus Terminator sequel. Um, that you know from the old 16-bit game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get stage fatalities, we get friendships, we get new stages. Um, I think the the trailer showed the Deadpool from Mortal Kombat 2 mm. making an appearance. Yeah. Sweet. And perhaps most interestingly, we're getting a follow-up to the story mode, which I didn't think we were going to get till Mortal Kombat 12. Nope, mm. we're getting a follow-up. There's um, a lot to unpack with that, and we're starting to see, like, Sheds, we're starting to shed some light on the new story arc, and um, they're definitely resetting a lot of allegiances among the character cast. So um, I'm really excited to see where this goes. Hmm. And we won't have to wait long either because it's going to be, was it not next week, but the week after?
1: For, what is it, 40 bucks?
3: 40 bucks and um they are doing a a $60 bundle if you don't already have Mortal Kombat 11 that just gives you everything um the game the season, the original season pass and um aftermath hmm. so that's a pretty good value and yeah. Yeah. again it, it's freshly getting... announced as a freshly announced evo title uh for the online version so hmm. um the, the the net code certainly justifies it.
1: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wonder if Aftermath is going to dial back some of that microtransaction-y garbage that's in there. Nope. No.
2: It's it, Warner Brothers. They'll, they'll find new ways if they can think I, of it.
3: I don't think Ed likes it any more than we do, but it's one of those things that's handed down from above.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And on the plus side with uh, Warner Brothers games, the other side of the coin there is they are really good about putting stuff on sale uh, fairly frequently and at good markdowns. So um, there are some pretty scummy practices under the hood, but plenty of ways to circumvent them if you can be patient.
1: Yeah, but don't be too patient because once those servers all go down, then like a good chunk of the game is not accessible. That's that's a concern that I have because yeah, you know, Mortal Kombat 11 is a is a quality game. The engine is fantastic. The you know the the gameplay is great. It looks fantastic. It sounds amazing. Uh, but it's wrapped. I can't fucking stop playing it. Yeah, it's just wrapped in this layer of just you you know, mobile gunk uh yeah. and
3: when, i'm sure that uh when the time comes it'll be patched out to where the game will run um independent of the servers
1: yeah i hope so and they haven't uh well they haven't done that yet with mk10 but that's you know still being supported to some to some degree yeah so um, yeah i guess we'll see that's yeah. uh, for uh fair- I think
3: just with the way they tend to do things, um, I I'm fairly comfortable saying we can cross that bridge when we get to it.
1: Yeah, yeah. For forty bucks, that's that's probably a little too rich for my blood right now. But yeah, given that it is Warner Brothers, I would probably wait a couple of months and it'll, uh, it'll yeah it'll, it'll be on sale and I'll pick it up then. No, which won't
3: do you any good if you're um if you're wanting to play it at Evo, but
1: no, but
3: yeah, that's fine. That's just that's the kind of
1: caveat there. Yeah, but if you're playing it for Evo, it's a business expense, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. Uh, so moving on, we got Activision announcing a remaster of Tony Hawk's 1 and 2.
2: Yes! Mm. Yep. And yes. it looks great.
1: Looks great, and uh, they'll, they'll figure out a way to fuck it up. Uh, I'm sure they will. Although they they did put Vicarious Visions on it, and they've worked on the the Crash yeah. uh, remasters, and oh, they've yeah. already worked on the, the series itself. Yeah, so. the... Uh, they are probably the steadiest hand at the wheel
3: you could get.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah they're taking the Crash and the Spyro approaches yeah. versus what they did last gen with no. Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater HD. Oh, God. Yeah. Which used a different engine and just pretty buggy.
1: Yeah.
0: All around. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they're uh, remaking all this stuff. Uh, gonna have most of the soundtrack, I think, from the original. Uh, all the skaters. Uh, from the '90s that you expect. Uh, <laughs> the special they're going to be
3: aged up too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. That got announced. They're going to be their real life ages.
4: <laughs> All right.
3: I hope they adjust uh, the stats accordingly.
0: Well, then the game
3: might be unplayable. <laughs> that would be how they fuck it up. Yeah.
0: So, is it this uh the first one or the second one where you actually buy the upgrades for your stats? Uh, so, know that was a thing
3: hmm. in
0: those games. I forget you if that was trying, when they added in the sequel or you not. You kind to
3: distribute your statistics, but yeah, um, yeah that's yeah. Tony Hawk 2. That kind of comes out in the wash by the time you're done. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they're kind of bringing uh, a lot of the same uh, upgrades to both games. Uh, and I think they're even bringing reverts. And some of the moves they added in 3 and 4 to mm-hmm. this. Uh, so that will be interesting to see how that stuff goes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But you'll be able to do your uh, manuals and all that stuff from two in the uh, the first game's levels.
3: Well, that was the case in two X way back in yeah. two thousand one. Yeah,
1: yeah, they're treating it as two games, but it kind of like
3: I it feels know, like
1: a two X remake. Yeah, kind of does, uh, I which this. is a good thing because two X is outstanding.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. perfect.
2: But uh, part of the re- part of the fun of that. You know, because the the Tony Hawk games, at least the first two, uh, I see them as basically the uh, sort of one of the first uh, games that actually went, like, mainstream rather than just uh, explicitly for the gamer crowd. Mm -hmm. Um, That came out the right time as skateboarding was
0: becoming a big thing on, like, ESPN. Yeah. Well,
3: what happened was uh, Tony Hawk threw the 900 that summer. Yeah. And just... um, he would he was going to be a cultural legend anyway at that point and he just happened to have a video game coming out uh, that yeah. was just the perfect storm yeah
0: yep yeah so. and so let's see they're gonna have all the levels are can be played solo with new and old goals uh you can play a local co-op with a buddy uh and that's not gonna happen for the time being at least <laughs> uh but there's also online multiplayer with uh some original multiplayer modes, so I assume hmm. that's going to be some of the stuff they added in uh, three and some of the other games later on. Yeah, uh, which could be pretty cool, especially because uh, all those servers are down, so yeah. not really too much uh, outside of like fan uh, servers yeah. for those games. But yeah, this create, create a skater, create a park are going to be in here yeah. as well. The create a park
1: got really, really uh, upgraded
0: yeah though so they say you can share the parks with friends online, so I'm not sure there's gonna be like a uh repository for that, but uh yeah, they're gonna have create a skater, see so plenty of customization options, including uh, yeah, some of the iconic skating and street brands uh yeah, it'll be forty bucks for the bundle uh the digital down. deluxe version that includes what they say unique content and gear. For 50 bucks. I think if you pre order, I think if you just pre order, you get the uh, the demo,
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, which is the uh, warehouse demo
4: yeah.
0: from the original game, which people played uh, religiously. Yeah. As when you just had a demo yeah, <laughs> and couldn't really see the game online or anything. So I was like, oh, I play this a thousand times. That's my day. Mm hmm. Okay, and there's a collector's edition as well, physical collector's edition, ooh, uh, with the let's see, with the full game, the digital deluxe edition content, and a limited edition full size birdhouse skateboard deck. Wow, uh, okay, I, I, that's I... ninety nine ninety nine. That's, that's Jesus. Not bad. And it looks like it's got a signature on the top of it. So it's holy a... shit. It's <laughs> pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I would I would have expected uh, that to be more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, if you pre-order uh, digitally, you get the warehouse demo. They haven't said when. That's uh, Just sometime during the summer. Yeah.
1: I mean, given the game's coming out on September 4th, uh, it's probably going to be, you know, August, maybe? maybe? July? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see. Also, if you pre-order the physical edition from select retailers, you get a limited edition gift with purchase Tony Hawk Mini Fingerboard at launch. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Exclusively at GameStop in the U.S., EB Games in Canada, and select retailers in the Europe, Wait, and EB Australia. EB is still a
1: thing in Canada? Just the name. It says GameStop. Yeah. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. They use their brands in other countries, yeah. just not here. Yeah. Uh, yeah that seems to be the gist of it. Yeah. it be 4K, 60 FPS. Uh, lots of uh, asterisks here. <laughs> uh PS4 Pro, Xbox One X, and supporting PC systems.
1: Yeah, Um, I I think what's kind of interesting about this is the um, legal implications of this coming out. Oh, really? Well, yeah, uh, because it implies that. Well, remember Tony Hawk Five? That game came out because the contract was about to expire. Yeah, Uh, and Activision basically just wanted to cash in as quickly as they could, just so they had something to come out. Um, So the fact that this is coming out with all of the likenesses and all of the licenses that they're going for uh kind of implies that uh, Activision has gone in has gone ahead and renewed with uh senior hawk
0: and uh that
2: would certainly seem to be the case
0: yeah um, uh i don't think that's the case cuz i think it has a mobile game coming out not through activision so it might be just a case of uh, they wanting to do something with the old games, obviously need to work with him, and he needs to work with them because he doesn't own, own the game code and all that.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and for all we I know, the,
1: the mobile game be a third. Yeah, well, they usually have been. So. Um, but yeah, uh, this, I'm very excited for this, and I think um, perhaps I will be pre-ordering that physical edition. Yeah, that's
3: uh, really... That's a really compelling LE pack. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I'm done with that. So can't wait. Um, also, of course, the trailer features uh, the Dead Campdese police truck
3: with the appropriate. So we know that'll stay on the soundtrack. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yep. With the appropriate section censored because yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm, but anyways. Uh, so, moving on, we got the latest Doom Eternal update that came out. Uh, it brings the uh, demons that will uh, randomly show up in your game when uh, another player kills them in your in their game. Yep. Which is a feature that nobody actually, I, I think nobody wanted and yeah. really cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, but also yep. DeNuvo Anti-Cheat, which installs a kernel level driver uh, on your computer. And, yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, fucking course. Yeah. So, yeah, like, ha- part defoul is about all I can say about this one, because um, this is a great example of how to fuck up any goodwill that you might have had. Um, on the one hand, uh, they are being upfront about it, It's, but on the other hand, you don't have a choice. Um, you want to keep playing too maternal, you have to ha- install this driver. Um, yep. To be fair, uh it only launches the driver when the game launches. So, uh it should minimize stability, but you have to trust that Denuvo isn't going to do any shady shit with your system. And Denuvo, DeNuvo is like one of the easiest companies that exists. So, yeah, do that as you uh take that as you will. Mhm. Yeah, so uh, if you're on the console and playing it, you'll just get the, the demons and stuff, and you don't really have to worry about this, because um, I don't think that anti-cheat like is part of the console version, so don't have to worry about that. Well, it would be kind of overkill if it was, wouldn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, the Nouveau anti-piracy is on the uh, uh, consoles anyway, just like you know, because cause of course it has to be, because Bethesda, Yeah who I should point out uh, launched the game on uh, the Bethesda Net Launcher and forgot to include the, the nouveau, uh copy protection in there. So, of course, it immediately got uh, uh So... Hmm. Nice job, guys. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, just be aware of that. If you're playing uh, Doom Eternal on the PC, uh, that is something that you're going to have to uh, deal with. Uh, if you don't want to deal with this, you'll have to uninstall the game and not play it, because... You ain't got a choice. So, there's, there we go for that. Uh, what else have we got here? Oh, Nintendo. Oh, yeah, that big uh, info dump of all the old Nintendo legacy code that came out.
4: Yeah. Yep.
1: Oof, this is... Now, a lot of people are saying and speculating that this is going to be very good for emulators. Um, this is going to be very good for emulators who can like look at the stuff and use it for reference and not just straight up rip. So it's only going to be useful for uh, the programmers who are actually really talented at what they're doing mm-hmm. uh, to understand the concept and then in- implement it themselves. Uh, because otherwise, uh, that is a massive IP violation. And that is a good way of getting your emulator dmc eight
3: yep uh, mm, so. so you know people are still going to do it
0: yeah you just got to find the secret ways to distribute it
1: <laughs> yeah and all you know, there's torrents mm-hmm. and stuff all over the place so uh <clears throat> but yeah it's it's going to be very hard for Nintendo to prove that anyone actually did use, use it um but you know it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens because there's a lot of stuff in there and there's like uh a good bit of uh Wii stuff in there, like the hardware keys for the Wii, so that system has basically been blown wide open. It's been dreamcasted, yes, yep, yeah uh, now um fortunately, this happened you know several years after the Wii's relevance has you know passed, yeah. so it's not going to be a huge loss for Nintendo. Uh, dial it back ten years and it would be an abject disaster, yeah. So, you know, if this had Switch code in there, Nintendo would have been, like, you know, freaking the fuck out. Uh, but you haven't seen a lot of, uh, you know, Nintendo lawyers, like, um, going after a whole lot of people because I think even they realize that, yeah, it's a big breach, but it's not as bad as it could have been.
3: Yeah. But there's. there's... They probably clenched for exactly 3.5 seconds and then
1: uh, realized it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, as I was looking through it, I was kind of hoping that the... Like, I had initially thought that the uh, Nintendo Wii menu uh, was part of this leak. But uh, no, that's not in there. Nope. No. Um, But on the other hand, because you now have the hardware keys and you can sign uh, pretty much any app you want, you could effectively make your own custom menu now. So... Yeah, there you go. I can see that becoming a big thing. Yeah, Wii custom firmware is going to be very interesting going forward, especially since you can apply it as an original firmware now without having to go through a whole lot of steps. Um, So it's going to be fun to see where this goes. Um, If you're looking for Wiis, uh, now might be a very good time to get one, just just in case. I've Uh, got two in my closet, and I've never been happier. (laughs) Yeah, so it's going to be fun. What else we got here? Uh, Oh yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. We got a state of play trailer for uh, Ghost of Tsushima, and
2: yep. Oh dear, it's a beautiful game. Uh, Oh yes, it is. It is astonishingly so.
1: And this is on a PS4 Pro. Uh, Yeah,
0: uh Uh, they
2: went through a lot of stuff about it. I did like
0: their. It kind of feels like they took a lot of cues from Breath of the Wild. Mm. Uh, in terms of finding ways to embed content into the game without it just being like the Assassin's Creed style of like, here's your giant list of things. And, uh, we're going to put icons all over your compass. And there's no real compass in the game, uh, for it. But, uh, the way that their like GPS kind of works is that, uh, you essentially, uh, get directions from the wind, uh, so if you're not sure where you need to go for a mission you're looking to go to, uh you just click uh look like a D pad menu. Uh click the thing right on the D pad it was
4: hmm.
0: and you'll just see the wind blowing in a certain direction. And you're like, Oh, I gotta go that way, I guess. Hmm. Uh, well, which kind is of what totally you
1: realistic, that's how I get my directions all the time.
0: Yeah. Uh and it's kinda of playing off of a lot of uh uh Akira Kurosawa uh effects. Oh, oh there's yeah. There's always constant motion in his scenes. Uh, they even have a uh, black and white visual option. Yes. Uh, so if you want to go through the game that way, as well as there uh some really cool effects for their photo mode, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you can do a lot of cool stuff that way. Uh, and the way they framed how the game works itself is that uh, you come in as a samurai and the upgrades you can do to your character uh, push you towards the the path of the ghost. Hmm. Uh, as far as uh, being stealthy, uh, sneaking up on people and just fucking them up. Hmm. And they've talked about how uh, this game will be challenging. Uh, probably not Sekiro challenging, yeah. mm-hmm. but uh, in terms of like coming up to one-on-one duels against uh, people and being able to get one-hit killed... Mhm. Uh in ways that are probably less frustrating than Sekiro can yeah. be. Uh things like that, but yeah, they play a lot of uh the game they go through like one uh like camp that you got to take out. So here's like the the samurai approach and then here's what it looks like if you go through as a ghost. Hmm. Uh, and yeah, both look like uh pretty cool and interesting ways. Uh and it's Looks like a lot of fun, and uh, the customization is also a big part of it. Uh, where, uh, besides just being cosmetic, it's actually tied to how you want your uh, character to uh, behave, hmm. uh, in a sense. So, like, you'll get perks from different outfits, and so some will lean more towards the the samurai approach. Uh, you'll get some really cool masks. It looks like that'll make you more uh, fearsome as a ghost. Hmm. Uh, so you can just uh, scare the shit out of people. Yeah. They even show ways of uh, sneaking up on people uh, and they just like fall over and just like backwards crawling on the ground <laughs> uh, away from you, that kind of stuff. And they do a lot of cool stuff with that. It also has Japanese uh, audio track if you want that. I uh, don't think it'll be – they'll have the uh, proper sync on the the voice acting there. Hmm. Uh, because it's you know an American game, yeah. So it's made with the English dub in mind. Uh, but yeah, it looks it's well worth watching it. because uh, they do a lot of cool stuff here, and it's uh looks like it's going to be a really cool game. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. you know, it's coming out at the time when there's during summer. So yeah, usually not a whole, not a whole heck of a lot coming
0: out during that mm-hmm. time. So yeah, yep. good one to play. July seventeenth. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Uh, so also we got uh, an announcement from Nintendo. They announced uh, Paper Mario Origami King, and which is coming out uh, June seventeenth, July seventeenth. Sorry. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah uh, am I the only one who saw that reveal of the Origami Princess Peach and thought it was incredibly fucking creepy?
1: Um, that's a little weird. Yeah, it's 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 not it's weird. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's just off and odd, off and just off putting really <laughs> it's just like something don't
1: look right there um but it's like freaking
2: invasion of the body snatchers you know yeah. or
1: so yeah but well yeah. it's a paper mario game and
2: uh, we have it seems like they're
0: now. back to the rpg approach
2: yeah. yeah the battle system's basically the same as uh, the thousand year door
0: yeah yeah cuz they we're treating it like the mario and luigi and paper mario stuff could not both be rpgs uh last gen or so mm-hmm. So you had mm-hmm. the the one col- uh, Color Splash, I think it was. Mm. On the the Wii U, that was more like an adventure game, action-adventure game kind of thing. Mm. Uh, there was uh, the one on the 3DS where you had the battle system and all that, but there was no XP. You just collected stamps to uh, give you moves you could use in battle, mm-hmm. uh, which was also not really what people wanted out of the games. And so this looks like, hey... Uh, Seems like they're done with uh, Paper uh, or Mario and Luigi for a while because the devs are dead.
4: Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. for that one, hmm. and so they're coming back to Paper Mario and kind of doing it a proper job of that. Yeah. Uh, cool. Seems like they got the a lot of the same humor and all that hmm. back in here, so it could be a pretty cool game. Yeah, uh, coming out the same day as uh, uh, Ghost of Tsushima.
1: Yeah. Um I, I think they might cater to slightly different crowds so uh, I don't think there's going to be too much uh conflict between those two games so mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so next up we'll move on to uh, E3 replacement events. Uh, we got a couple to announce here. Um Ubisoft uh will be doing their own live stream. That's going to be uh July 12th. Um so yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. all the Ubisoft They are
0: calling it Ubisoft Forward. Mhm. Uh, fully digital showcase with exclusive game news, reveals, and more. Hmm. So I assume we'll see like a proper demo of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. the one, the one
1: that happened at the Series X one. Which yep. even the I want to depth... see Watchdog Legions again. Oh, God. <laughs>
3: yeah, we
0: should get a date for that because they delayed it for a while. Yeah. So we got a lot of stuff. There's Gods and Monsters... Uh, the new rainbow six game they announced last year, yeah, Skull and Bones, Skull and Bones,
1: which is still, you know, a thing. And hmm. maybe, uh, beyond good and evil too. Maybe. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's in the works, but a release date for it might be nice. Hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and then we got, uh, June, I think, yeah, June 11th is when EA is going to be doing their, uh, EA play event. Um, Yep. So they actually haven't bothered to move their schedule because that's usually when they do it anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I have no problem with that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's be tunal. I, w-
1: I will not be surprised if
3: a lot of studios take that stance. Yeah. We already had this shit planned out anyway, so we'll just change it into a live stream and keep the schedule where it is.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. So yeah, and I haven't the, even, uh, I haven't even bothered reallocating my vacation days from work because of it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, you probably think yeah, that's, really that's when a lot of that home, So, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Anyways.
0: Yeah, so they're doing that at 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Hmm. So, we've in the afternoon, late evening. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, EA.com, GameSpot, and some other places will be streaming it, probably yeah. Twitch and YouTube. Yeah. Uh. But, yeah, they are. They're going to be interesting because we saw Madden at the Xbox uh, stream. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of that. So we'll probably see more. Uh, FIFA and NHL, the other games we know about.
3: No, they and never the show NHL. No, yeah. never.
0: For but uh, they they are kind of a bit more mysterious about the rest of their lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know there's a Star Wars game from EA Motive. We might see, I think uh, Respawn has said they're going to be showing something. Yeah, are they going to be at this? Might just be new Apex Legends stuff. Probably. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's like a new sports game they to got in the works, which I assume is NBA Live. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could also be the next UFC game. But uh, yeah. No need for speed. Probably not another Battlefield yet.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, that game is still is enjoying a nice long tail. So yeah, it I'm is. Sure they really do need to you know rev it yet.
0: Especially with how Battlefield 4 went at the launch of last gen. Yeah. Which is like, it was popular, but it also crashed a lot.
3: hmm I, I think EA's got to be as surprised as anybody about how
1: that's going. hmm yeah, yeah, considering so. all the, you know, um, the controversy that surrounded it initially. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then, uh, on a different scale, uh, TGS 2020 has been canceled and turned into an online event. So this should come as a surprise to nobody. Um,
0: Yep. yep. Uh, They say they're going to have more details later this month, so we find out more about what they're planning. I mean,
3: it's TGS, so it's a a fall event. There's really no hurry to um, get everything out there on it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And apart from the show floor stuff, uh, TGS did a lot of live streaming anyway. So, yeah, I, I don't see a whole lot changing. Uh oh, yeah. There's, well, there's gonna be more of it for certain. So uh the format's probably gonna be a little bit different, but yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what we what this turns out to be because you know, TGS is typically where we see a lot of the games that interest us. So oh. yeah. <laughs> there you go. So we'll see that.
3: Yeah, you know, with all these moves to online for um you know, for E three and TGS and whatever else. Um, I really feel like we're going to have a situation imminently where a lot of companies um, ha- get some experience with this um, with this format and they decide that they like it.
4: Yeah. yeah.
1: The only thing that's concerning me right now is that uh, a lot of these are, uh, like you see the, U- the Ubisoft and the EA one, they're like a month apart and uh, there's going to be a good of dead time between that you know uh, that's yeah. one thing that EA, ea e3 had is like it was all concentrated into one you know uh,
3: it was also why i was saying from the beginning that i really hope the esa yeah. is successful at getting all these studios on board and
1: condensing it all into the same week yeah but apparently yeah, that two hasn't weeks. i mean you know it's yeah uh, when you have a show floor, you can probably get away with one week because a lot of people are going to be on the floor and getting a few minutes here and there. Yeah. Uh, but the live stream is real time, so you kind of have to plan—you know factor that in. So, it's
3: true. Yeah. But you could also do things like putting your E3 demo builds online for people to experience, like what should have steadily been the case since 2006.
1: Yes. It and I'm not going to stop
3: harping on it. And <laughs> yeah. I it Like, to the
1: day I die, it will baffle me how that didn't become the norm. I know. <laughs> it was great. And then that, that didn't happen ever again. And now uh, it, it seems like Jeff Keighley is, like, you know, ringing that drum um, quite loudly at this point. So... You know, maybe he's got enough pull to make some of that stuff happen, so Oh uh, we can only hope. Yeah. Uh, and then we got last week, uh which we since we didn't have a show we didn't get around to covering, uh the Xbox Series X uh I guess you could call it expectation announcement. I don't know what the hell they were going for there.
3: Yeah, that was weird, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah,
0: they kept uh preaching we're gonna have gameplay. Gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. And even Aaron Greenberg at the beginning is like we got all the gameplay. There wasn't much of it. Yeah, uh, they... at least not gameplay the way that people want at this point. No, because it's probably a lot of this stuff seemed like scenes, like uh, in-game cutscenes, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm.
3: yeah, you can say really that it's running much. live on live off the hardware, but gameplay means you know what it actually looks like when your hands are on the controller and you are actively engaging in the game.
0: Yeah. 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 And yeah, I kind of called this that it was going to be hard to show like what's new about these g- games on the, on the Xbox series X that the Xbox one couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely played out that way. Cause we saw some gameplay and it's like, now here's like a dual stick shooter. And it's like, that doesn't look like it's taken advantage of much. Cause, uh, a lot of the improvements we're going to see is things that aren't just typical action stuff. Yeah, uh, it's going to be faster load times to start games. Like if they started every single one of these uh, trailers just showing them launching it from the dashboard.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: or it's like instead of like you know waiting a minute or whatever, it's like oh, well, five that, seconds. You're here.
3: That would be one of the most inaccessible things for the casual viewer <laughs> that you could do. That like seriously, you'd have you know the 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 seasoned gamers us yeah. we'd be yeah. looking at that and saying holy shit that's fast mm. but yeah. um you take some random schmuck off the street and they'd be and show that to them and they're like okay why are they bothering to show me the load times it's a fucking trailer
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and, yeah 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 but I this wasn't really it didn't seem like a, a casual focused stream <clears throat> no uh, the way they were pushing it it's uh, and a lot of the, the other trailers they showed that didn't have much uh, gameplay to them felt like trailers of current-gen games.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like It's a lot of the same techniques that we see, and it's like, you guys didn't really understand what people are starved for at this point. Because no. uh, seeing... I think I have a list of the games here. Like Valhalla, they kept uh, pushing at the bottom of the screen, like, oh, we're going to have Valhalla you know, later on in the stream. Stay tuned. Yeah, that. And all that was was like a, a scene from the game,
1: uh, yeah. cut it was, up was uh, basically a Watch Dogs like uh, like original Watch Dogs bullshot trailer, which you know, mm-hmm. even the uh, creative director copped yeah, so to.
0: Yeah, they tried to minimize uh, expectations on that it's the day before, and it's like uh, you guys blew this. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, it was mm-hmm. going to be bad mm-hmm. for that, but let's see. There's bright memory, infinite which is uh, the FPS action game that started off the whole thing, which actually looked really nice. It had a bit of a mix of Bulletstorm to it, but uh, with a little bit of, uh, I don't know, like from a one-man studio, I believe it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Uh, It looked really nice. But uh, also I want to say I saw people talking to this game. uh, Its original form was... uh, Stealing assets from other games. Mm. So I assume it's they've gone through a lot of work to make it all original content. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. But More licensing. uh mm. yeah. Uh the Raw Fury showed Call of the Sea. First person adventure puzzle game. So the nineteen thirties. Uh, you know, had some indie stuff that looked nice, but still not not the kind of stuff you wanna push for showing how good this this new console can do stuff.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, not to dismiss these games for any reason, but uh, people are expecting like graphical showcases.
1: <laughs>
0: that's uh, they pushed to say, "Hey, uh, we're gonna show off first party stuff in July." I was like, "Wow, that's pretty far away." Yeah, mm. but
1: it's uh, it's another chance where maybe we'll see that Forza or PGR revival that we're hoping for instead yeah. of Dirt Five. <laughs> Instead of Dirt yeah. Five, yeah, which you know, no, uh, you know, no disrespect to the Dirt series because Dirt Four was amazing. No, it,
3: it's fantastic. But mm. could they have picked a worse way to introduce us to that game? <laughs> yeah. like, we're, yeah. we're we're seeing here, okay, we're coming up on a system launch. Maybe we're seeing Ridge Racer. Mm. Um, no, okay, could be. Could it be Forza Project Gotham? Dare I say? Mm. Oh, they're going off road now. Maybe it's Forza. Oh, it's Dirt (laughs) Five.
1: Yeah, it's like. I mean,
3: uh, and that's not to take anything away from the series. It was just a wholly inappropriate time to introduce it. Yeah. Mm. If uh, unless your goal was to kill the crowd.
0: Yeah, Yeah, and it's that was weird when I was watching it because I kept seeing like AMD logos. Like, is this an AMD racer? Mm -hmm. Uh on cars. I was like, oh, there's lots of, uh, licensing, but the AMD stuff seemed very much like a, Hey, this console's got AMD <laughs> stuff in it. So we got to push that. Mm. Uh, we're like branding, but, uh, yeah, there's that. There was chorus from deep silver, uh, which was kind of more horror, horror game in, mm-hmm. in it with, uh, mm-hmm. with some space combat shooter stuff to it. So that mm-hmm. neat. There's men 21, uh, which is like oh, celebrating all the old games, yeah, it's, it's and scary. all this, yeah. and here's uh Pat Mahomes, uh, the Super winning quarterback, that was on the cover, uh, talking about you know the next game's coming. Yeah. Showed a little bit of it, which looks like Madden. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind so of they're... hard to
1: get excited about Madden anymore. It's
0: like, yeah,
1: that's what happens when you annualize the
0: franchise. Yeah, yeah and it it's uh, the problem with a lot of these. Is it's not like a a continuous chunk of gameplay. No. There's just a lot of cuts so you can't really tell much yeah. of what's going on here. And uh but they talked about uh this game being free on Xbox Series X if you bought it on Xbox One. Uh which people found out afterwards. It's not because they're doing uh the uh whatever yeah, the, trying to th- the the cross by stuff. The, smart delivery. Yeah smart delivery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh they weren't doing that. They're doing it like what they did with uh, the PS4 Xbox One launch, which is just, just uh, their own cross-buy th- mm-hmm. sort of thing, uh, where uh, you buy it by a certain point. I think March thirty first of next year on Xbox One, you get the mm. or PS4, you get the the next gen version for free. Mm. Uh, which is not bad, but it's, it's not also, a bad deal, but.
3: You know, yeah, Microsoft has gone to the trouble of giving them their own way cooked into of implementing this, and
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was wondering if we we're going to see this because I think it was Activision and EA were basically the only two that really did cross by as far as the the big retail games
4: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Call
0: of Duty: Ghosts and Men. Uh, know, Battlefield Four was the game that they did that with, and it worked. And then they never did it again
4: yeah. for any nope. other
0: games. They were like, Oh, we we got you, got you to buy the new thing. Uh, so, thank you. And uh, then they moved on. Yeah. I was like, oh, well, just haven't heard from Activision for what the next-gen Call of Duty is. And if they're going to do something similar, seems they're going to chop their alley to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see. There was Scarlet Nexus, which was Bandai Namco, which looked like one of their anime games. Yeah, that looked anime. Yeah. As well. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a nice-looking anime game, but uh, kind of weird. But, like, they're... They don't really note here which ones are doing smart delivery or not, because yeah. there was like little icons that popped up just for long enough. That you're like, wait, what was that? I just missed it. Yeah, uh, it was pretty easy to miss some of that stuff. But yeah, yeah but it that, is
1: on the store page though. So any okay. any games that uh, do use smart yeah. delivery, it's on. And there.
0: also, yeah, it's now we're getting to a point where it's like, okay, what the fuck is smart delivery? Yeah, is it just their branding for cross-buy? But then some games are talking about. Oh, you get the updates. It'll be like the the BC version with an updates. Yeah. It's like, "Uh, what? Okay." Yeah. What's what's the difference between these things? I don't <laughs> I don't get it anymore. And
3: there shouldn't be a difference if you yeah. um as I always understood it, if you buy a game, say Assassin's Creed Valhalla, then um whenever you download it, download Assassin's Creed Valhalla on whatever platform, you will get that version downloaded.
1: Yeah, that's how it's supposed to work. Mm.
0: Yeah, um, but the way they're talking about it, smushing it a little bit, you're like I, is it you know? Cause I think there's also something like uh, enhanced for Xbox uh, Series X.
1: Yeah, there's a bit of kind going on because some which of is them... like if you
0: like get it running on the dev kits, yeah. make sure it looks okay.
1: Yeah, cause... Then
0: they get that branding, which is like so you're just saying it works on there.
1: Yeah. I think early like, on, that's kind of going to be the case. You're just going to see a lot of uh, just Xbox One ports that are you know basically just up-ported to Series X, and you're not going to see um, like bespoke builds for each of them. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be a little bit weird,
0: but, yeah. Yeah. That'll they kind of,
1: of iron itself out.
0: Yeah, they need to kind of tone it down, throwing all these icons at you at the beginning of these trailers. Because it's just... Making it weird. Just show me if it's Game Pass or whatever.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, you're already showing these for Series X. Just make mm-hmm. them put out the article afterwards. It says all the details. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Scorn, which is uh, an HR Gar- Geiger s uh,
2: thing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, I uh,
0: yeah, that is the, uh, the weird dick coming out of the wall.
2: Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm, I'm watching this and I'm looking. I was like. That's a horse penis. <laughs> like coming look, out I, of the wall. Yeah, I was like, look, my uh I live near a farm and <laughs> my great grandparents used to be farmers and let's just say I've seen a horse's penis.
4: Yeah.
2: M- more times than I wish is proper, but <laughs> I was looking at that I was like that's a horse penis. What the fuck?
4: Yeah, it's sci-fi
2: horror horse penis. Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, that was... I mean, don't get me wrong. I've seen a lot of Geiger's art books, and his shit gets really sexual at times, almost uncomfortably so. But mm. yeah, Well,
3: it doesn't get more uncomfortable than this.
2: Yeah. <laughs> For sure. yeah, this whole trailer was uncomfortable,
0: and it's like, sure, this. I don't know why this is it's... showing off the power of this Xbox Series X. In spite
2: of all that, though, I'm really fucking interested because <laughs> it just—it's yeah. just too goddamn weird not to be.
0: Yeah. Out. there's like some some weird thing that had like a that was like pregnant with something in it mm-hmm. it's like oh this is uh, i'm out this, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, yeah this okay, is so not yeah. uh
3: i am not the target audience for this product <laughs> yeah
0: uh there's second extinction which is a three player cooperative shooter uh let's see teamwork unique competition skills it's, it's a game that comes out like what comes out now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that was an indie game. Let's see. Curve digital has a game from neon giant called the ascent, just solo co-op action RPG set in cyberpunk world. Mm-hmm. The mega corporate corporation that owns you and everyone, the ascent group has just collapsed. And yeah, I'm intrigued sci-fi shooter. Mm-hmm. So that's, uh, their the blooper team announced their new game, which is called the medium, mm-hmm. uh, which is a psychological horror game, uh, with, uh, Music done by uh, the uh, Akira Yamoka, Silent Ooh. Hill
1: Ooh. Mm. That may be So I had
0: some nice uh, stuff for that. And it's the team that worked on uh, Observer, Blair Witch, Layers of Fear. So they've got some horror chops there. Yeah, uh, Vampire of the Masquerade, Bloodlines 2. Mm-hmm. Got a trailer that was just weird in a different sense because they were playing uh, music as your vampire dudes, like dancing around, killing some yep. people,
4: mm-hmm.
0: uh, all kinds of weird stuff like that. And then they showed Yakuza Like a Dragon, mm-hmm. uh, saying it's coming to Xbox Series X as a launch title, uh, smart delivery, and yeah, they get a free upgrade to the Xbox Series X if you buy it on Xbox One, mm-hmm. cross-save functionality. Yep. And the, the weird part of that is then Sega put out their email about that game coming out on all the platforms and did not list PS5 on it.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: So it made it seem like Microsoft bought exclusivity on this for the next gen.
1: It could have or or something they, or they could have just forgotten to put that in the press release. That's that has happened before. Yeah,
0: maybe. Mm. But it's kind of a weird thing like you guys are paying for exclusive updates now. This is a whole weird layer to this whole thing, but yeah, that'll be coming out to Xbox One and Windows 10 PC. Uh, I don't think it'll be on Game Pass, but I think there were a couple games here that were surprisingly like exclusives hmm. to the Xbox One X that people didn't realize it. Hmm. Initially, I think some of the indie stuff here. Yeah. But yeah, the it was an all right show, but yeah, just expectations were for a lot higher... Uh, content here than what they showed,
1: yeah, which Aaron Greenberg kind of copped to a little bit later. It's like, yeah, maybe we set expectations a little too high or something that's that mm-hmm. yeah,
3: yeah, I think I think a lot of us went in thinking that this was going to be their e three show,
1: yeah, but it wasn't that's gonna be in a couple of months, so
3: yep, yeah, uh, so, it which means I really don't understand the point of this particular show because. Isn't the E three showcase what they'd want to lead with?
1: And you would
3: Was there anything so? was there any reason at all that they had to do this at all? Um,
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> and they've set themselves up for doing monthly shows hmm. relating to Xbox Series X and it seemed like this is they wanted to highlight third party partners. Yeah. Uh but didn't and because there's these a lot of these publishers are getting their own shows over the next couple of months, it seemed like that. Bit into it as well. Yeah. Of not getting like the typical kind of third party support you would see at their E3 show. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the biggest thing here as far as uh, third party games like Madden, but it wasn't even that much of it. Ubisoft uh, with Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which wasn't much of it, Mm -hmm. because they're going to have their own show in two months here. Uh, Yeah, we'll do their own in about a month. Uh, you know, and a lot of these others are kind of smaller publishers, yeah. you know, Paradox, uh, Curve Digital, Bandit Namco, Codemasters, Deep Silver, Raw Fury, uh, that typically aren't going to do their own Showing streams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, they're, and like, Bandit Namco announced an anime-ass game, so mm-hmm. and it's it not looks a license fantastic. to watch, mm-hmm. so. Yeah.
2: What is the anime-ass game, by the way? Uh, Scarlet the- Nexus.
3: That, yeah.
2: Ah. Okay. It's the weird plant monsters. That
0: mm-hmm. was just like... I'm interested. Sure? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's... uh, I guess Bandai Namco Studios members from fan-favorite titles, Tales of Vesperia. Okay, so there's got some Tales influence on that, but mm-hmm. it kind of looked like a, a bit of like their God-eater type stuff, where it's just a little bit of uh, Monster Hunter in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So it was, I mean, an okay show, but didn't really highlight what next-gen, you know, expectations should be. Yeah. Um, thankfully, Epic went, hold my beer, and showed off on Unreal Engine 5.
0: Yeah. Which uh, is, uh, uh, they showed a demo video It's like nine minutes long. Uh, and they do some nice stuff of like stopping it and showing you like specifically what they're talking about. Yeah. for these upgrades, they like, oh, this now, is actually a a playable. Something demo. about that
1: cuz yeah. oh, a lot of people didn't catch that. And uh when you're developing in uh, in Unreal, um that is your development environment. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's like when they drop when they drop back to the menu and stuff like that, that's you can do that while you're developing in Unreal Engine. So, yeah, that's yeah. not like a special trickery that that happens.
0: Yeah, so they dropped this uh Demo for something called Lumen in the land of nanite.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, which Lumen is, or uh, nanite is virtualized micro polygon geometry. I yep. uh, also talk about these things called mega scans. Uh, Lumen is their dynamic global illumination system. Mm-hmm. So you kind of move the, the, the lighting source around and it automatically handles everything dynamically, that kind of yeah. stuff. They got the uh, audio stuff they've overhauled, kind of to make it work with what uh, the PlayStation 5 is doing. Yep. With that, uh, which looks pretty cool. Overhauled physics systems, uh, VFX, reverb, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And it looks really nice. Yeah. Uh, The problem with uh, this as a tech demo is people, uh, this tech demo only has to work for this, like, five minute sequence. <laughs> it's not a thing that's you can just take that same quality and make it into a thirty hour game. Uh
1: well yeah, you can actually. That's that was the whole With thing. about a lot about of work this. though. That was the whole thing about the this uh like the, the lumen and the uh, uh nanite uh, portions of the engine. Uh yeah. the assets that you're using, they were using cinema quality assets. Uh which you could technically do in Unreal Engine now, uh, but you couldn't use them in a game because you would have to downsample them and do all that stuff. Uh, yeah. And I, you don't have to do that. You just throw your assets in there, and the engine um, sorts it all out for you. Yeah. Um, so that's that will speed up, you know, developers' uh, process quite a bit.
0: Um, yeah. She had a, uh, a neat power like, oh, this one statue has you know, like a million triangles in it, or whatever it was a billion triangles. Yeah. Uh, and here's a room with. You know, a hundred of them. <laughs> uh, all the same uh, detail and all that to them. It's like, oh, yeah, sure, that's the thing you could do. Yeah, that's the thing you could I do.
4: But, you
0: know. No actual game is going to do that. Yeah.
4: Uh,
0: I right. put this super high detail model in here like that. But, yeah, it looks looks pretty cool. It's going to work on Xbox Series X as well, obviously. Okay. Uh yeah.
1: This was running yeah, on a PlayStation 5, though, uh, dev kit, I would imagine. Yeah. Uh, and this is one thing uh, Tim Sweeney kind of pointed out later is uh, after showing this. It's like, uh, this is what you what we can do now because of that storage upgrade. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Interesting.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, we can use these high-quality assets because they're being streamed directly into RAM now. We don't have to, uh, you know, go to a disc uh, or go to frame buffer. We can just blast it straight to RAM. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh,
0: it's going to be interesting. Yeah. The only real issue is if you're not making a game exclusively for PS5 and Xbox Series X,
4: hmm.
0: uh, where you're going to have to downgrade certain aspects of it to get onto the, the previous gens or make it work uh, on PC, pretty wide spectrum there, but...
2: Yeah,
1: you're still going uh, to have to cool do some work with gen. that. Uh, but the uh, like the Nanite part of it will still work. Uh, you're just going to have to tune in the settings to figure out like how much you could get away with on a particular platform. Uh, yeah. So I got that to work on.
0: Yeah, it seems like... Uh, let's see. Unreal Engine 5 will be available in preview in early 2021. So it's not even going to be ready for the, the launch of these consoles. Nope. Uh, and full release later in 2021... Supporting next-gen consoles, current-gen, PC, Mac, iOS, and Android.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they want it to run on everything. They didn't mention Switch, but yeah, that probably will eventually happen. Yeah. yeah.
0: And yeah, they're going to release Fortnite on the next-gen consoles at launch. Yep. Like Bungie said, they're bringing Destiny to the consoles at launch. Yeah. Uh, they're also waiving royalties on Unreal Engine on the first million dollar in game revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting the day they announced this stuff. Uh, You can download and use Unreal Engine to build games for free, as you always have, except now royalties are waived on your first $1 million in gross revenue, Mm -hmm. Uh, which are retroactive to January 1st, 2020. They're doing more of that stuff, and they also announced uh, the launch of Epic Online Services, which is their friends, matchmaking, lobby, uh, achievement, leaderboard, and account system. That'll be cross-platform. Yep. Uh, that are see PlayStation, Xbox, Switch, PC, Mac, iOS, and Android, and are opening up Xbox or Epic online services to all developers for free and a simple multi-platform SDK.
1: Yep. So, um, yeah, that's uh, Epic uh, putting their money where their mouth is. As far as yeah. you know, cross-play and cross operability. And their goes. Fortnite money where their mouth is. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got but it Is go it going around. to
3: have catastrophic input lag like Unreal Engine Three did?
1: Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> they've. Uh, hopefully it doesn't. But we won't know until we get it. Yeah. Because <laughs> that should be like item number one on the to do list. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, they've con- with Unreal Engine Four, they've constantly been improving it to try to get that input lag down. Uh, mm-hmm. Because even for Fortnite, uh, some players still find that to be you know too much. Uh, uh, so which it is, yeah they're they're doing they're doing their best to get that down. Yeah, who knows how that will go, but yeah, we wanted to look at what uh, next gen games could look like, uh, and uh, yeah, they can look pretty really damn good. Well, so, yeah, we'll see how that's goes. Just
0: the hope thing. if uh, people are using that Epic Online Services, it's uh, got some real good security to it.
1: Uh, yeah, hope,
0: they're a weakness so. on any platform they're on at this point because <laughs> people yeah. want those V-Bucks. Mm, but,
1: well, speaking of Epic, uh, this week's Epic free- Freebie was Grand Theft Auto V, so mm-hmm. if you haven't uh, gotten a copy of Grand Theft Auto V yet, um, now you can have it issued to you. And unfortunately, yeah. uh, everybody wanted it, and their servers exploded.
0: Yep. Yep. Uh, I was down for a good chunk of the day. Uh it's working fine now. I got it yesterday.
1: Yeah,
3: I got it. T- uh I think it's
0: available until the 21st. Well, trying. You now maybe to get that's it on...
3: something we could stream.
0: Yeah.
1: When I was uh trying to get it on Thursday, I had a really interesting um time. Uh because I would try to load up the store and then like I would get an error and then I would click on the retry button and then the store would come in in a completely random language. It's
4: just like
1: okay, now my store is in Spanish and then, you know, so I close it out and open it up again. I get the error. Okay, it's in Japanese now. <laughs> um, okay, why is it in Russian? Okay, this is... I think I'll just wait until later.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. And because this is free on Epic Games uh, Game Store, uh, it's using... it's essentially the Rockstar Launcher version,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not the Steam version, uh, which means the... like yesterday, the servers for GTA Five. Blew up. Uh, we're not running well at all. We're yeah. having huge issues because
4: mm-hmm.
0: everybody finally got it downloaded and we able to start playing it yep. uh, during the weekend. And the the game servers were not uh, able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. This is also the premium edition, which gets you some extra cash and stuff for the online mode.
1: Yeah. Well
0: uh, as, let's uh,
1: see. I think uh, there were some single player uh, stuff for uh, GTA a five came out with at one point and. Well, okay. that's all in there. So, yeah, maybe some items. The complete GTA story is how they they call it. So, whatever that means. Yeah,
0: uh, I think that means with the online story stuff. Mm-hmm. There's some online. There's some story stuff tied to that as well, okay. uh, with the different characters. But uh, yeah, uh, along with that, they're doing the epic mega sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of one of the cooler things they do, which is they give you a ten dollar coupon uh, to get ten bucks off anything that's fourteen ninety nine and up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when this thing launched, it was also the same time that The Witcher was launching on the store. Yeah, uh, also on sale for fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, so you can get The Witcher. So they realized <laughs> that was uh,
1: probably a bad thing.
0: Meaning it was only going to be five bucks to the the end user. I don't know why it was really an issue. They get the ten bucks either way
1: mm-hmm.
0: if it covers that part of it. But then they lowered it to fourteen ninety eight, so it didn't qualify for it. <laughs> uh, Damn
1: it, CD project.
0: <laughs> yeah, they uh, did that, but the uh, there's a lot of good stuff here on sale. You can get Control for twenty bucks mm-hmm. uh, with the coupon. You can get like Assassin's Creed Odyssey for ten bucks. I can get Origins for five bucks. Like there's a lot of good stuff here. Tetris Effect you can get ten bucks off of that. Yeah, for about eighteen bucks I think.
4: Yeah,
0: that's good. Uh, yeah, there's uh some good stuff here. Uh, if you want that, uh, a lot of good de- 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 uh, deals here. Yeah, you get John Wick Hex for like six bucks. If you want that and yeah if you buy something with it, you, you get another coupon so they kind of incentivize you to spend more money, yeah, what's
1: interesting like the last time they had a sale like this uh when you they gave you get the coupon just for just for logging into the store uh if you don't use it right away uh like even if the sale that you were that ends even if the sale
0: ends um you still have the coupon. Yeah, you can just on anything else. Yeah, so that's fifteen bucks or up. So you can get like some of the new releases that are on here for uh, a little bit cheaper. Yep. But the sale is going on until the eleventh, June eleventh.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, So there's still a good bit, and people, I don't know if they mind out this information or what, but suggest that uh, Civ six is going to be coming up here as a free game. Oh, I hope so. Uh, some A uh, couple other things.
1: If it's the completed edition. I forget what the great. list was. Hmm. I
0: think it's just the regular one. Hmm. Uh, let me see if I can find it. What the list is that people were saying here. Uh, there we go. Um, I'm not sure what it is, but. Yeah.
1: Well, <clears throat> we'll see in a few days what it ends up being.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: So, yeah.
0: See if it's confirmed or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, like this was the first week where they like they don't specifically call out what it is, and uh, it turned out to be a yeah. good game. So chances are that's just kind of what they're gonna do going forward is maybe just not say it until uh, it comes out. Who knows? Or well, I don't know. Well, they'll do what they they do what they're gonna do. Epic's gonna epic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And
3: well, they finally got me to
1: install the launcher.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs>
1: so. Even if you don't play Fortnite, which, I don't know, I don't. And I have no interest in it. So, despite this, people still try to uh, hack my Epic account on a regular basis. So, that's great. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. Uh, so, last up, we'll end with a quick freebie for anybody who's, uh, well, Pretty, m- we're all stuck at home at this point. Unless yeah. you're, you know. Uh, unless you're... Well,
3: my company is talking about going back into the office, and they're, the first wave of people will be going back in uh, tomorrow, but I will not be one of them. Hmm. So.
1: so yeah. So if you uh, need some more stuff to do, um, there's the uh, Lego Ninjago movie uh, video game, which is a really long title. Um, you can yeah. pick that up on PSN or the Xbox Store or Steam for free, or all three, because it's free. Yep. So go ahead and do that. Yeah, until May twenty first.
3: Yeah, first of all.
1: Yep. Yep. And uh, you know, most Lego games are pretty fun, so yeah, give them a try. Yep. Mm. Yeah. I've actually never played one. Yeah, it's.
2: They are surprisingly a lot of fun. Yeah. They're short as hell, but a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's a good game to play with snacks. You know, because it's you know pretty chill and it's not not a whole heck of a lot of challenge because, you know, they're technically kids games, so.
2: And they're usually pretty funny too. Yes. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I guess we'll end it there guys. Uh, fun show. And uh, we'll do this again next week unless, oh, yeah. you know, weird things happen, but you never know. Uh, so uh, if you haven't subscribed to the show yet, you can uh, do so at anchor.fm slash day zero update, where you can uh, uh, hit that subscribe button and uh, get the show delivered directly to your device of choice. Mm. awesome yeah so do that also check us out at smashpad.com where we've got our written content although it's been a bit light lately but we'll we'll see there should be some more stuff coming soon so with that I have been uh, Filippo DiNolfo and for Patrick Mifflin Brandon Perkins and Chris Sologi, we'll see you next week